Welcome to Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render. On the show today, we have model, actress, recording artist, and TV personality, Kelda Music. We talk about her late night TV show, Diva Talk Tonight. We talk about a couple upcoming acting gigs she has, including the short Love the Original Way and Dinner with the Reinholds and her return to the recording studio as well. Here is a track that is off of the short Love the Original Way. This is Kelda Music with Wind Blow. the name no matter how you say it it comes out the same goes a thunderstorm and i'm about to rain put my mark on the game can't get out the stain you shout again but i'll remain till the days when i only get around with canes in the wheelchair thoughts rolling around my brain i'll be swimming in success until i'm drowning man picture me laughing like a clown in frames dusting off my shoulders so proud and vain there's no way you can stop me no crowd and lanes cause this is my destiny i'm about to claim
How are you doing today, Kelda? Hey, what's up, Aaron? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. You are a very busy lady <laughs> with your talk show, acting, and mm-hmm. you're back in the studio making music, correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, I'm a multitasker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I can't stop. Like, I have an addiction to entrepreneurship. I just, I jump from one project to the next and everything ends up uh, becoming successful. Can't complain about that. Let's talk a minute about your show. What is Diva Talk tonight? Okay, so it's a local entertainment variety talk show, um, and it's syndicated in certain regions of, uh, in, uh, nationally and internationally. Uh, so what it consists of is me interviewing guests as well as comedy sketches in between. And right now we're airing on Coffee TV Channel 20. So for all you barrier folks that get that, you can uh, watch me every other Sunday at 1130 p.m. Uh, it's, it's a really fun, entertaining show. I've worked with quite a few different production companies, directors, uh, producers, writers, comedians, actors, and also interacting with different types of guests. So for me, I think it just opens me up more as a, as a human and it also helps me network and get to know more of what people are doing out there. All right, great. So how does it open you up a little bit more? Well, I'll say this. Uh, we had a hypnotist on the show. and um, You weren't clucking like a chicken, were you? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have, uh, he did hypnotize a couple of other folks uh, in the audience on my show. And for me, that just opened me up. And I felt like I could ask more different questions than I've asked like the typical guests on my show. Like if I had like a musician on my show, it's kind of easy to talk to them because as a musician myself, I already know what questions they want to be asked. You know, they want to be asked about their, their album, their latest mixtape, um, their next performance, their fans, how they got started. But with a hypnotist, it's like you find yourself asking questions that you never asked before. Like, okay, what is, you know, what's the worst thing that you've ever done? Have you ever messed up on, you know, on, you know, hypnotizing anyone? Have you ever hypnotized someone and you couldn't snap them out of it? Uh, and so I felt really, I guess, conversational with them. Yeah. And I was able to kind of just understand a little bit more about that type of profession compared to anybody else. Yeah, and it's really cool when you get to like kind of stretch your boundaries a little bit. I interviewed a magician, mm-hmm. Eric the Red Magician, and okay. uh, I had never like really interviewed a magician either. So it was kind of the same thing. You're asking questions like, how do you get people to look over and like misdirection questions and stuff like that. So instead of falling into the rut of asking the same questions that you might ask similar guests. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was. And he just he he taught me a lot. And it just opened my eyes as you know, someone who's interviewing him like, wow, I've never had this kind of guest before. So it not only helped my show out with ratings, but it also entertained the audience that were uh, watching. Everyone was pulling out their camera phones and stuff. And he didn't care. He was so cool. I'm actually going to bring him back on the show because we were just more showcasing his actual skill, but we want to bring him back on the show so he could actually talk a little bit more about what he does and how he got started and all that other good stuff. Okay, cool, cool. So what was the most surprising thing that you found out about uh, this hypnotist? 
I well, from my perspective, I found out that if you are not relaxed enough and willing to just let loose and open your mind to someone who's trying to do that to you, then it's pretty it's pretty difficult to get hypnotized because he slightly tried to do it to me. And I, I don't know, maybe since I was just my mind was so busy racing with different thoughts because I am up there on stage being the host and interviewing and, you know what I mean? Entertaining. Yeah. It really, he really probably couldn't capture uh, the best of me, but everyone else who was more, who were more vulnerable, he was able to really um, get the best of them and, and hypnotize them. So and it's funny. I never got a chance to talk to any of the guests either afterwards to ask them, Hey, were you really hypnotized or were you just kind of going along with it? Because I know this wasn't planned. Because yeah. I'm the one who does all the planning for the show. So <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I don't know, they really got hypnotized. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and along with what you were saying, it's kind of hard to get hypnotized as, I guess, with, I, I mean, as the host, when your mind is running, like, okay, I got, uh, got these questions I got to get to, I got this, okay, in like five minutes, I got this segment coming up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I could see how... Um, a busy mind is really hard to, you know, tap into. That's right. And yeah, but he tapped into everyone else. So that, that was very entertaining and very magical of him. <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked about him enough. You might as well just throw his name out there. Give him a little plug if you would like. Uh, yes, his name, his first name is Fred. I forgot his last name. I would have to look that up. But, his, but shout out to Fred. Fred and his team who came with him. Uh, we we look forward to bringing you back on the show. You are totally awesome and very talented at what you do. Fred the hypnotist. All right, awesome. So, <laughs> so like, what other style, kinds of guests do you have on the show? So far, we've had. Uh, I, I'd like to actually give a shout out to A Lux Supreme. Uh, they're the caterers for my show, and we have them on the show uh, every episode. Uh, which I find very interesting because my director Noel and I will come on stage and we'll taste what they made for the crew uh, to eat. And it's pretty cool because they, they would bring, you know, hot wings, uh, chicken, uh, you know, spicy uh, uh, sliced chicken breast. uh, And then we would also just discuss what kind of seasoning that they would uh, add to certain dishes. Like I, uh, there was this one time they brought, uh, it was spicy Cajun Alfredo chicken. And it was just, it was so delicious. Like <laughs> That sounds good. Yeah, Noel and I were like, can we just take a break and, and eat some of this? But I remember they brought that for the entire crew and uh, we just couldn't stop eating off of it. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That's cool. And you have a sketch element to this show, right? Sketch slash variety. Yes. Or how does that play into the show? So what we what we do is we kind of think of like SNL, Saturday Night Live, how they have their whole shows based on comedy sketches or even in living color, right? They have comedy oh, yeah. sketches and then at the end they have a performance. So I just thought we can take certain elements of all of those shows and incorporate that into Diva Talk. And since I like to interview, we can do a little bit of, you know, back to back sketches and then interviews. And I know I've seen this before on another program. I don't know if it was Chelsea Lately or if it was uh, any of these VH1 shows that came out in the early 2000s, but the idea has been done before, but now I'm just kind of reestablishing it and rebranding it and putting it back out there again. Yeah. And if nobody ever does anything that's already done before, nobody would be doing anything right now. 
Exactly. It's kind of like you got to take what's made mm-hmm. and make it your own. Put your own little flavor on it. That's right, and that's what I do. And again, I like to call this a local show because you know we're not on cable yet, and we're the show's still developing from you know the quality, the content, the type of guests that we book. So it, it's definitely uh, a local syndicated show. Uh, we broadcast in the Caribbean, Vietnam. Uh, as well as South Africa, Paris, and on the East Coast as well. So we're just working. All right. How did you get set up with this uh, foreign syndication? You got to have a team, baby. Marketing (laughs) team. (laughs) All right. Cool. So you got a team working to get you some syndication. In addition to your show, you have some acting going on, correct? Yes. Yes, indeed. And we were talking just briefly before the show, and it sounds like you have a whole bunch of things coming up, including one where you play a sea creature or yes, some yes. aquatic creature or something. Yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to give a special shout out to Derek Pearson, who actually uh, he cast me at the last minute to play the mother of Dinner with the Reinhardts, where, yes, I'm playing a blue aquatic creature. I'm wearing prosthetics. So my face comes off as a fish. But you can touch what's on my face. It's a, it's like a mask that they're building. You've seen uh, Avatar and what's the latest that Zoe Saldana and uh, Chris Pratt are in? It just came out on DVD or whatever now. But uh, so that's pretty much what it is. And we're pretty much an abnormal family that still lives a normal life. It's almost like... Um, what, what is that one show? Monsters. It's almost like Monsters. Okay. <laughs> the Monsters. Yeah. So we just have a strange, abnormal life, but we still live like normal people, do normal things, and we're just a bit dysfunctional. And it's a short film. Uh, we filmed it in Stockton, actually. Uh, we filmed it earlier this year. And actually, the film is almost done. I talked to the director today. He's going to send me a couple pieces for my reel. So, ha, <laughs> ha, All right. You guys will nice. see that. Always good to add to that. So what is it like uh, with the prosthetics on? It actually wasn't that bad. At first, I was a bit hesitant because I have sensitive skin. And, you know, I even had to talk to him and the makeup artist. Like, okay, what kind of, what are you guys using? They said latex. I'm like, well, you know, that should be okay. I just don't want to break out or anything. But putting on, applying the prosthetics was was fine. It was fine. And and the, the makeup artists were so, they were so talented, so quick. They did it. They did each person within 45 minutes or less, and they had to do about six or seven of us. Okay, and different, different, uh, different styles as well. Some of us had foreheads, some of us had noses, some of us just had makeup and contacts. So we we did that. But now, okay, the most, I guess, the most painful, difficult, hardest part was when they had to take it off. I remember the makeup artist said, "Did you just want a quick takeoff, or did you want us to?" slowly apply some you know oil and slowly take it off i said please slowly take it off i do not want this ripped out of my face like <laughs> so <laughs> that ripping was the, the band-aid off part. always always is better just rip the band-aid right. off right and let me tell you it took about a month for all the blue paint to come off the body because they put it on your arms your neck your back wherever they need to apply it and there was still like blue paint on the edges of my hair and behind my ears and i'm like walking around outside going grocery shopping people are like oh you know you have something in your ear i was like uh, it's just it's just paint don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. on right on yeah um i actually was like in this 
fanfic film that never actually quite got finished, but it was a Halloween movie uh, mm-hmm. with Michael Myers and everything. And I was Michael Myers. I actually worked with uh, Puneet on that for, for like a day. But uh, my hands were like constantly dyed red because of all the fake blood. Mm-hmm. It was uh, like yeah. so. I'd be like walking around like with red pigment on my hands. I don't know if people thought I was sunburnt or just like just wrist deep in blood all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it comes with what you do. You know, um, totally. Yeah. So what other acting? Uh, what other acting things do you have coming up? You got something coming on Amazon? Oh yes. Yeah. So that's a self-produced film. My very first film that I produced called Love the Original Way. Um, shout out to Hassan Leo. He directed and, and wrote the film for me. It's a short film. It's a it's a rom com, so romantic comedy film, and uh, it's on Amazon. You can look it up. Love the original way, and it 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 got accepted into the Black Hollywood Film Festival in January. So my team and I went to Hollywood. We were at Raleigh Studios, like the real Hollywood studios where wow. they do all the premieres and screens and red carpets privately. We were back there and um, they're like, Hey, you're Kelly music. Your films love the original way. I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, your film will be the first to show. And it was a three day festival. So Friday was the introduction uh, Saturday. And it, and it had quite a few celebrities there, but they were more like old school celebrities, you know, people that you've probably seen on like the Steve Harvey show, uh, different <laughs> world, Martin, uh, you know, BT TV one type, uh, shows yeah and um yeah so they showed my film two days in a row and it was the first film so the first day we actually missed it because we came late but i had all these fans all these young girls that traveled from uh crenshaw high that came up to me they were like oh my god we saw your film we're we're a huge fan Uh, you know you're really cool and fun i was like thanks (laughs) and then (laughs) sunday they premiered my film again and uh that's where we actually got to see it and it was on the big screen and it was a huge crowd. And I was like, wait, I'm not ready for this. I'm not used to this. Like as a performer, I'm used to getting nervous about performing in front of a bunch of people because, you know, that's you standing in front of everyone and you got to, you know, get on the mic and, you know, memorize your lyrics and stuff. But this seemed even more nerve wracking because people are more critical about your acting skills more than watching you perform. Because as a performer, they're just watching you on spot, like doing whatever. And people yeah. most you know, people mostly commend you on stuff like that, but you know, on film that's recorded. So it's kind of like they're watching and I could see people whispering and, but, but I heard nothing but good and positive things. So that was the best experience ever. Now was part of the reason why you were a little bit more nervous to see yourself on film, because you know, when you're performing live, if you're the crowd's not feeling it, you can change it up a little bit, but with it being recorded, you know, it's there. They can't change it. Did that play into why you were a little bit more nervous, like watching yeah. yourself on screen? Yeah, it, it was. Be- but, well, it, the thing is, I've already watched the film so many times over and over. So I already know what part I'm going to cringe at and what part <laughs> where I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I all right. There. But, um, but, you know, it's just, it's just, you kind of have to take it how it is. It's already been recorded. It's already been published. So if I'm satisfied with all of that, then I have to be satisfied with people watching me. It's just more of a insecure thing that you always feel when releasing new material to the world. 
Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, I understand that completely. Now, what is the premise of Love the Original Way? I've seen the trailer for it, but uh, could you fill it in a little bit? Yeah, so I'm starring in it, and it's about me trying to find love, and I go on a dating app, and I'm thinking, okay, this is the best way to find love, because right now dating apps are in. People are going on dating apps for everything, for hookups, for love, for friendship, for whatever company, you know, just that company, whatever. So I said, I said, let me go on. Let me, you know, create a movie about that. And at the end, I don't want to give too much away, but at the end we find out that yes, you could be on a dating app to find love, but you could find it organically as well. Okay. And still be a happy camper about it. Do it the old-fashioned way without computers. <laughs> exactly. Right, without the, the, the app. Yeah. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did some of the musical score for this? Yeah, I did all of it. Uh, these were already songs that were on my album, on previous album projects that I released. So I try to do that with all of my projects. I try to incorporate my music in all of them because it promotes the music. And at the same time, I don't have to worry about any politics and stuff like you know arranging to use other artists music and all yeah. that yeah so but yeah a couple of my songs were in uh love the original way all right perfect perfect and when i was at the recording of the diva talk tonight show uh you were talking you were interviewing a rapper and you were telling him that you actually stepped away from rap a little bit but now you are back recording in the studio is that correct I am actually, I just spoke to my producer earlier. You know, as a hip hop artist, I, I rap, but I'm looking to go back to singing again because that's what I originally started doing when I first came out with music when I was a kid. So I told him to send me a beat, he sent me a beat and I'm already writing to it and I'm just trying to figure out what direction I want to go with it. Like it, it is a pop track, but I'm trying to figure out, you know, do I want to do a little bit more singing, more rapping? Do I want to combine both? You know, a lot of artists are doing both nowadays because you always want to make catchy music. And, and nowadays you got to make simple music, music that is easy to listen to, that's not complicated, that people can sing along to in your car, that people can remember. So um, that's pretty much what I'm doing right now is kind of leaning towards the pop sound a little bit but still keeping the hip-hop essence to it sounds good so what was it that first made you step away from uh, music for a little bit and then what was it that made you come back to it uh what made me step away is because the industry got overpopulated and you know i'm only getting older and you got a lot of these young kids coming out with music and so young people relate to young people and young people buy music and so I'm just like seeing how watered down the actual quality of music is. And I figured like, hey, I, you know, I don't think right now I'll be able to kind of, you know, match up to what's going on. So I said, uh, you know, let me try something different. Let me dabble into different areas of, in, of the entertainment industry, areas that I'm also familiar with, such as, yeah, acting, um, interviewing people, TV hosting, red carpet hosting, all that other good stuff. So, uh, but now what brought me back to music is I've already accomplished those aspects of the entertainment industry and I have those going on right now. They're all stable. So now I could go back to the music and say, great, now let me make a track. All right, cool, cool. So it's uh, time to go back to that, get all cylinders firing at once. 
so Kelda, you mentioned that you were singing as a kid. Like, how old were you when you first got into the entertainment industry? I was about five years old. Um, I I was signed to several talent agencies, going on go sees, auditions, acting school. Uh, uh, I, I have headshots. I had comp cards. I did it all, all the way up till twelve, and. Not once did I actually ever land an actual opportunity <laughs> because I think at the time I didn't have the right management. I was just kind of thrown out there and didn't really know what was going on. You know, I was one of those child actors where sometimes your parents kind of want to live their careers through you and oh, you're yeah. not really ready for it. Right. But I woke up like at 16 and I said, hey, I want to start singing. I want to start modeling. I want to start acting. And from there, that's when everything just progressed. All right, cool, cool. So in the years of experience that you've had, uh, what advice would you have for somebody looking to get started out in the industry? I would say hone your craft, whatever you're trying to do. If you're a writer, if you're a producer, director, if you're a rapper, if you're a singer, if you're a model, make sure you eat healthy, stay in shape, you look good, keep your social media busy, let people see what you're doing all the time because it's something that they're not doing and they they like you for that. Um, and network as much as possible. Get out there to all types of events. Go to any event that you can and pass out business cards. You never know what other people do, who they might know. Become a name on the streets and slowly build your brand. You know, get a website. Um, geez, there's just so many things that you can do. But for starters, believe in yourself and hone your craft. What are a couple things that you may do to hone your craft? Every day I'm writing, I'm watching different films to get ideas. I'm listening to underground artists to get music ideas. Um, I work out to stay in shape for, you know, any type of modeling gigs. I was in a fashion show this year. That was just crazy. Um, special shout out to Swankity Swank. She put me in my very first fashion show. Of course, I was probably the thickest girl <laughs> on the runway but when you're walking the runway you see all these cameras and media and stuff and you're in this like luxurious hotel and and mountain view you're like whoa i'm i'm really out here doing this <laughs> but yeah that you know that that's what i do i'm working out i'm writing i'm watching films i'm i'm networking those are all the things that i do every day to you know hone my craft and to keep me going all right perfect uh now you kind of touched on this with networking and passing out business cards, but what is it that you do to promote yourself? Social media, definitely social media. Um, you have to always put something out there because people will see what you're doing and people will come to you. So if you're in the studio recording music, you're going live on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, people see that. And next thing you know, you get a call the next day or an email like, hey, how can we work together? I saw you in the studio. Like social media is so powerful, as as you know. Yeah. Um, there, there's just so many things that you can do on there. But, yeah, that's the best networking. And and it's good because you don't have to really do a an actual elevator pitch to anybody. It's kind of like people already look at your your, your photos and, and read your previous uh, tweets or whatever. And they they get the idea of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So basically use like the Facebook Live or like Snapchat and stuff like that to help get what you can do out there? 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then I do have a publicist who uh, sends out email blasts to a media list. And then I do have a website designer who not only designs my websites, but he helps, he helps with the marketing and branding of it. And, you know, you just kind of have to do a lot of research on your own. Google is the, or the internet is the most powerful tool in the world. So by searching for Hey, how to get in the entertainment industry, how to produce a record, how to go on tour. Like it's all there for you. Just you got to conduct a lot of research. All right, cool. And is there any one particular form of social media that you prefer? I like Facebook and Instagram. Okay. But yeah. All right. Now, as we mentioned, you've been doing this since you were five years old. So you probably have a couple of them. So what is a highlight or two uh, of your career so far? Uh, so yeah, there's a couple. One, getting to tour in Tokyo with uh, R&B singer Lloyd and Kid Ink. That happened in 2012. I wow. was, yeah, I was in the same. I performed at uh, Zeppelin. That's the same auditorium that Nicki Minaj performed at just two weeks prior to me uh, performing there, and Lady Gaga performed there after I came. So wow. it was a yeah, it was a massive audience. I was on a real stage. Like, I mean, not that I've never been on a real stage, but I, you know, like a concert, <laughs> I was in an auditorium and it, it was in Tokyo. Yeah. So, that, that's, that's pretty insane. Getting to go to Tokyo and perform. Yes. And, you know, um, being able to learn more about Tokyo, the culture out there. And then another great highlight in my career was performing in the Caribbean. I went there four times, got invited, booked out there. I actually got to take my crew with me. And uh, we stayed in, uh, you know, nice hotels and got catered to, driven everywhere, um, fans, people coming to me, oh, can you autograph my CD? This is great. Only thing is I got horrible mosquito bites and that almost killed the trip. <laughs> oh, that's an, that is not good. That's not good. It's not good. They're brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So both of those involve travel. Have you traveled anywhere else with your, uh, with your performances? Uh, yes, Seattle, Vegas, L.A., New York, um, just here in the States. Those are the only places that I've been to. All right. So when you're performing, whether it be uh, as a talk show host, whether it be as a uh, musician or an actress, what do you want your audience, whoever comes and sees you, to take away and remember about your performance? I want them to just take away my energy, my spirit, my soul, and just know that, hey, that's someone who could make me happy. That's someone who can entertain me. That's someone who I'll tune into whether, yes, I'm flicking, flipping through channels and I need something funny to watch, or if there's an event she'll be hosting, that's someone I want to support. Uh, you know, or whether it's, you know, her performing, that's someone I want to see perform because she lightens up my day. And I get that all the time, wherever I go, whether I'm, you know, making a guest appearance somewhere and, and, and performing people. Every time I get off stage, people are like, you are good. You are good. You should be in Hollywood. And I was like, oh, my God, only if that all that could happen. Like, it doesn't matter how much talent you have or whatever. It's this is a very difficult business because whatever you have, the next person has better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of the most talented people like uh, musicians, actors and stuff never, never get heard from because there's just so many people who know the right people. 
Exactly. Exactly. I have one more question coming up for you, Kelda. Um, mm-hmm. But before we throw that out there, one last time, where can people get a hold of you? Where can they find you online, uh, see your show? And where Where is your corner of the internet? You can visit me on keldamusic.net. That's K-E-L-D-A-M-U-Z-I-K.net. You will see the Diva Talk website on there. You'll find my media company on there. You'll find my community movement. You'll find all the latest news on my film projects and where I will be next, what I'm doing now. Everything is there. All right, great. Now time for the final questions, the title question of the show. Kelda Music, mm-hmm. how do you live uncontained? Honestly, every day I'm always doing research on something new. And when I do that, I start developing proposals. I start making pitches. I start selling myself and, you know, also coordinating with my, my team. And we just come up with different scenarios to keep me busy, to, to keep me active. And with that being said, that's how I pretty much, you know, I, I I don't live a, a normal life like everyone else. I'm always on the go. And so when you do that, when you stay active in what you do and try to find opportunities and create opportunities, it keeps you away from the normal life that everyone else lives. And yeah, I get that all the time, you know, from certain people like, oh, well, you know, shouldn't you get a a job and, you know, there's health benefits and all that stuff. And it's like, hey, I get that on my own through how I get it. (laughs) And I, and I support myself the way I support myself. So just, you have to wake up every day with the mind frame of reaching for a goal and you have to build a plan every day. You need short term plans for every day you wake up and then you have, you have your extended short term plans and then you have your long term goals. So every day I'm just doing different things to, stay in the position that I'm in. All right, great. Well, thank you for joining me, Kelda. And I have one final thing for you to do before we get out of here. I have all my guests sign off the show for me. Sure. Kelda Music, will you do me the honor of signing off the show today? Yes. I am Kelda Music. I live uncontained, and so should you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You guys stay positive. I know the world is going through a lot of crazy madness right now, but all you can do is support each other and make sure you maintain in good health, exercise, eat right, and at the same time, have as much fun as possible. And let me also tell you something else. Don't live for today. You do need to live for the future because if you're only living for today, then you don't plan on living for the future. Peace out. And that wraps up another episode of Uncontained. Thank you to Kelda Music for stopping by and talking to me. And thank you for listening and continuing to support the show. Please continue sharing with friends and rating and reviewing in your pod player of choice. And I invite you to come visit the home of Uncontained, uncontainedpod.com. And uh, you can check out the latest shows there. And also, we do have the Amazon banner at the top of the page. I invite you to click on that as well and do your Amazon shopping through uncontainedpod.com. 
and whatever purchase you make well you know the drill it helps the show you get great goods from amazon and we're both winners thanks again for listening and until next time live uncontained